Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to our show number 940. Rainforests are often called the lungs of their planet, of the planet, for their role in producing oxygen and absorbing greenhouse gases like carbon dioxide. They're also instrumental in stabilizing climate, in housing stupendous numbers of birds, species, and other wildlife and plants, and in producing nourishing rainfall all around the planet. Well, Thursday, June 22nd was World Rainforest Day. That was day 2023, which called attention to the fact that tropical rainforests especially need all the help they can get. Still a list here of wonderful organizations worth uh, supporting in that area. We thought we would mention them in honor of World Rainforest Day, and they include the Rainforest Trust, the Nature Conservancy, the Rainforest Alliance, the Rainforest Action Network, to name a few, all doing wonderful work and worthy of support. By the way, the Rainforest Action Network is hiring. They're looking for a senior campaigner position. Applications will be accepted until July 7th. That's for the Rainforest Action Network. Uh, Meanwhile, there's a company that most of us know that chose World Rainforest Day to make an important announcement That's coming up here in a bit uh, by way of a conservation salute. But right now, time to enjoy another listener-provided avian audio postcard. This one featuring an unusual sighting by Kayla in the Garden State. Hi, Ray. This is Kayla from Highland Park, New Jersey. I am spending my evening marveling about a bird that I saw today and yesterday and thinking about how, though I've been birding for a little while, This would have been my spark bird if I hadn't had one yet. I got to see a white, leucistic, red-tailed hawk on the campus of Rutgers University in Piscataway, New Jersey. And thanks to some wonderful conservationist friends, I was able to figure out what it was. Apparently, this beautiful bird that is very rare has been living on and about the Rutgers Bush campus for the last 13 or 14 years at least. And he totally perplexed me yesterday when I was driving down a small stretch of highway and I saw this giant white raptor tumbling around in the sky, uh, sort of chasing after a bird or being chased away by a smaller bird. And I just couldn't figure out what he could have been. So I went back and found him today and found myself parked way off on the side of a highway with my binoculars and camera phone out, hoping to be able to get just a little picture of him so I could figure it out. 
So anyway, I just thought I'd send you my first postcard because this was an exciting day of birding for me. And um, I'm just so thrilled that I got to see this bird that I'll be able to go back and look for again and again near my home. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kayla, for that uh, wonderful audio postcard. We have room for more audio postcards. If you'd like to send us one, that would be terrific. Get your smartphone or digital recording device and just go out and do a little narration about birds that you're seeing. Maybe pick up some bird sound if you can and email the file to ray at talkingbirds.com. That's ray at talkingbirds.com. And now a preview of our mystery bird contest coming along a bit later. I want to mention again, if you aren't hearing our show live, well, you can. It'll get you to enter, be able to enter the Mystery Bird Contest. Just go to our website, TalkingBirds.com, and click the Listen tab, and you can see how to listen live anywhere on the planet. So a preview of our contest coming along a bit later in the show. Our Mystery Bird, if you've heard that bird once, I'm sure you know what it is. It's warm brown color. Intricately patterned feathers of brown and gray and black make it extremely well camouflaged. It has a large flat head and long wings. Our bird breeds mostly over the southeast quadrant of the U.S., winters along the Gulf Coast and Florida down into Mexico and points south, most active at dusk, just before dawn and at night, flying low over the ground in pursuit of insects and sometimes bats and small birds, found mostly in pine barrens and mixed deciduous woodlands. Some clues about our mystery bird and fabulous prizes await, including the Brome Bird Care Mega 600 Feeder, with an extra-large tube that holds nearly two and a half pounds of seed and has uh, lots of other characteristics to keep the fruit of the seed fresh. Plus, a $20 gift certificate for Wisdom Supply, purveyors of plastic-free, zero-waste school and office supplies. I think we're hearing those ravens out in back here. We have a microphone stationed in the window here of the studio here to see if we can pick up the sound of common ravens because they are nesting in the tower right behind our studios here. Right now, though, let's have this. It's our royal salute to more members of the the royalty of the Talking Birds listener family, our ambassadors, folks who volunteer to help us spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation, which is the word we are trying to spread. And thank you to Holly F. from Lyman, South Carolina. Thank you so much, Holly, for becoming an ambassador. Thank you for the kind words. And the same goes to Milton from Luray, Virginia. And Milton also says, I have a family of bald eagles 100 yards from my house today the whole family three babies and two adults were all feeding in the nest together pretty cool and thank you milton too for becoming the talking birds ambassador very easy to do just go to our website talkingbirds.com no g in talking and click on the get involved button there to uh, join our happy to say still growing ambassadors family, more than 800 members now. Still to come today, we'll learn about an important bird-related project in which non-scientists all over the world can participate in and contribute to. It's called Go Birding with the Times, 
a collaborative effort by the New York Times and the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. We'll talk about it with guests from the Times and the Cornell Lab on this morning's show. Also today, Mike O'Connor will join us almost live from the archive about more exciting going-ons in his backyard. And up next, we'll meet a featured feathered friend that's found in the Lone Star State and nowhere else in the U.S., presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Sometimes when we hear the yellow rose of Texas, it reminds us of today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. It's got a lot of yellow on it, and it's found only in Texas. Well, so much for the attempt at a Sam Elliott impression. Our bird is the beautiful and endangered golden-cheeked warbler, a species found only in the Texas hill country where it nests in juniper oak woodlands. It's been listed as a federally endangered species in the U.S. since 1990, and Partners in Flight includes it on its red list, indicating a species of the highest conservation concern. The golden-cheeked is a medium-sized warbler with black upperparts, white underparts, and black streaks on the sides. The male's yellow head has a black crown, forehead, nape, and throat in a dark eyeline. The dark wings sport two white wing bars. Females are duller overall, with olive green upperparts and a white throat. The Cornell Lab of Ornithology says the golden-cheeked warbler is part of a fascinating evolutionary puzzle of similar warbler species with black and gold plumage and buzzy songs occupying evergreen forests from Appalachia to Alaska. Those others are the hermit, Townsend's, and black-throated green warblers. The golden-cheeked warbler is one of very few bird species to have scored a guest role in a TV sitcom when in 2005 it was featured in an episode of NBC's Will and Grace as it visited the famous bird-friendly place called The Ramble in Manhattan's Central Park. It's today's featured feathered friend, Cetophica chrysoparia, the beautiful and endangered golden-cheeked warbler. Only in Texas. It's our show number 940, and thanks again for being with us. Elaine Chen is Deputy Director for Event Programming at the New York Times. Ali Smith is Merlin Project Coordinator with the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. And they're both joining us now to talk about a new program called Go Birding with the Times, a citizen or participatory science project in which birders of every level everywhere are invited to take part by going outside wherever we happen to be, make note of what we see, and submit the data to help researchers get the info they need to advance bird conservation efforts. Good morning, Elaine, and good morning, Allie. Good morning, Ray. Great to have you both uh, with us this morning. And Elaine, I want to ask you uh, first, uh, is uh, what I described there anywhere close to a 
proper description of the project. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the only other part that I would add is that we have very much a summer focus on mm -hmm. this project, too. Uh, so that's sometimes what we add in. I mean, there's a lot to get in there. It's a summer birding project where we're hoping that readers and you know even non-readers might give a try to birding and uh, contribute to science and working with Cornell. And Ali, Ali, I know that you're particularly interested in young birders and new birders, and you uh, point out, or it's pointed out on the, on the website, you don't need to be an expert or have special equipment. And for beginners, uh, you provide a series of challenges uh, over the next few weeks aimed at getting, getting you on the path toward contributing um, scientific data. I wonder if you could expand a little bit on that, Ali, how that works. And uh, also the part about experienced birders and uh, kind of the uh, extras you were asking for them from them. Yeah. So the best part about birding is that birds are everywhere and anybody can look at them. And we know that it can be really tricky to get started birding sometimes. Um, there are so many different species just in the United States. There's over 700 different birds that you could possibly see. And learning how to begin identifying them can be really challenging. And we want this project with the New York Times to be a way for anybody to get started birding, or if you're already experienced, a way for you to contribute. So if you're brand new, um, we have a way for you to participate as well. So if you're new, uh, we will have you use the Merlin Bird ID app, mm -hmm. which is a really great tool that can help you learn to identify birds. So you can use a description or a photo or a sound if you're hearing a bird um, and Merlin will help you learn how to identify it. And then from there, you can submit your sightings through Merlin. And with the project with the New York Times, we are um, asking new birders to use Merlin and then also walking them through this series of, of challenges throughout the whole summer that are designed to get you thinking about birds in a deeper way and get you introduced to the, the idea of scientific data collection and hopefully get you to be a more confident birder by the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. So then uh, about experienced birders, we, you say we'd like you to go beyond your usual hotspots to make observations in areas where data is sparse. What would be some examples of that? Yeah, so if you look at eBird data, um, you can, first of all, see really clearly that we get the most checklists submitted in the spring and in the fall when birds are migrating, because birding and migration is just really fun. Um, new things are arriving every day. You never really know for sure what birds you might find. Um, but in the summer, we see this really dramatic slump in the number of checklists that are submitted by eBirders, and people are just not birding as much in the summer. Um, but this project, we are encouraging birders to get out of that summer slump and go birding wherever they are, because right now, um, it's June, birds are nesting, and having information about where our breeding birds are in North America is so important for helping us understand how their populations are doing. Mm -hmm. And then if you are an experienced birder and you want to take that challenge of getting out of the summer slump just one step farther, um, if you're a birder, you're probably already doing most of your birding either in your backyard or in recreational green spaces like parks or wildlife refuges. And that's awesome. Um, there's a lot of birds in those places, um, but there are also birds everywhere else in the world too, like in parking lots or in farm fields or in you know that tree on the sidewalk in the middle of the city. And it's from these places that checklists are less frequently submitted. 
So for us to best understand how bird populations are doing, uh, we need data from as many different habitats as possible. So this summer, we're encouraging birders to not go out of their way, but just to observe birds wherever they might be um, and submit checklists from there. So if you're heading to the grocery store, submit a checklist from the parking lot. Or if you are on a drive, you know, pull over next to some farm fields and look around. Maybe there's some blackbirds in the field. We want to know about those, too. Or, you know, you're walking your kids to school eBird checklist there. So even if you only see a few birds, all of that information really matters and is a huge, huge help to the scientists at the Cornell Lab and beyond. Mm-hmm. And Elaine, this uh, is kind of a natural fit, surely, but uh, how, how did you, uh, uh, how did the Cornell connection come about? Can you give an idea about that? Yeah, I mean, with the Cornell connection and for birding of uh, the times, the, the way that we uh, landed on that is Climate change and the biodiversity crisis can be overwhelming and maybe to some people feel maybe a little bit remote. Um, And so doing a birding project, and this is probably something that Talking Birds listeners are already very familiar with. I mean, it provides a lot of great benefits. You are making a difference by contributing to science. Um, You'll find a very robust and enthusiastic community of birders around the world. And birders really just see the world with maybe a little bit more wonder and and appreciate it uh, differently. So um, that's how we sort of landed on working uh, to focus on birding. And then the Cornell Lab of Ornithology has very popular apps and they do so much outreach already to the public. They're very familiar with how to do it. So it, it was sort of natural that we would uh, work with them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this is a free program to, to enter, and it's worldwide. So you wherever you are, you can join in this. But, uh, Elaine, maybe just give a, a quick overview on how the easiest way folks can sign up and what the time commitment might be. Yeah, so uh, it's a very easy to remember site. It's nytimes.com slash birds. Um, you can find the sign up form there. And, and as you mentioned, Ray, it is a free program to participate. Um, the the sort of stories that come out of this project, we uh, make them available to, to everyone. Um, and it runs through September. So, uh, you know, we really hope that people will sign up at any time. Um, and in terms of how many times or what kind of time commitment, I mean, I really hope like what Ali said, that people can kind of make it a habit that when you're at the grocery store, that you might take like a minute to bird from there. Mm-hmm. or when you're going to work um, that you might take a minute to to bird at the garage or the parking lot or the bus stop, wherever it is, so sort of less conventional places um, where you wouldn't you normally go bird uh, go birding, that you might try it out for this project. And a great one it is, certainly. Elaine Chen is Deputy Director for Event Programming, New York Times, Ali Smith, Merlin Project Coordinator at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. Congratulations on putting this project together, uh, Elaine and Allie, and thank you so much for being with us, and and good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Elaine Chen and Allie Smith here with us on Talking Birds. And up next, by the way, I just quickly mentioned uh, the Times is doing lots of other things uh, related to birding, and we'll talk about them as well on a future show. Up next, our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The Flutter of a Tail Feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. 
Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. It's one of those name-saying birds, and if you know the bird, you know what I mean. It's our mystery bird. Tell us what it is or give us your guess, as we like to say, whenever you call in. If you're not the correct uh, answer provider, you could still be the winner because we'll have a drawing to determine the winner, regardless of whether we get the right answer or not. But if you know the answer, please uh, give it to us. Give us a call and give us your answer or your guess at 781-837-4900. That's 781 781- Eight three seven four nine hundred on our mystery bird contest prizes for which today include the Brome Bird Care Mega Six Hundred Bird Feeder, with an extra large tube that holds nearly two and a half pounds of seed. This is kind of important. It's easy to clean and chew proof, and includes the Brome Seed Ventilation System to keep the seed cool and dry. And it comes with the Brome Lifetime Care Warranty plus. A $20 gift certificate for Wisdom Supply, purveyors of those wonderful plastic-free, zero-waste school and office supplies. All part of our Mystery Bird Contest here uh, this morning. And that all-important phone number again, 781-837-4900. Don't let us run out of time for our contest. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Meanwhile, almost live from the archives. Let's ask Mike in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautiobooks.com B-U-T-E-O, beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in search of colorful bird life and jaguars in Brazil or on our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talking Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit questnaturetours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. Down to Cape Cod now, location of the world-famous Birdwatcher's General Store. That would be in Orleans on Cape Cod. And Mike O'Connor is there. We'll try to hear him above the din emanating from his backyard there. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Ray. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind kind of a hectic scene here. We got going on the uh, the baby birth. I, I know we discussed this a few weeks ago, where we have a nest box full of uh, great crested flycatchers, and and so what I do is I put a little camera inside the box before they got there, and then I run it through the TV in the living room. Hmm. I want it in the bedroom, but my wife wanted nothing to do with that. <laughs> 
And so now that the babies have hatched, we have five hungry babies. They look scary as heck. They're just all furry and blotchy and blind, and they're whacking their heads back and forth, and their mouths are open. Um, and then the parents are bringing them food back and forth. And the interesting part is these things are small. They're like the size. I don't know if you can hear them. And they, they, they never stop talking, even at night. They just you're yapping the whole time. And the, and the parents bring them in this food. Now, a few years ago, I had a nest box with chickadees in it, and they would bring these little one-inch green inchworms mm. and feed the babies. Well, these are flycatchers, so they eat bugs that are considerably larger and, and they're, they're considerably larger than the, the babies themselves. They look, it's, you know, I think they're mostly dragonflies, but they look like, like the Wright brothers playing compared to the birds, <laughs> and they shove them in, in, the, in the baby bird's mouth, and mm. they don't fit. So you would think they'd choke, but no, yeah. the mother hammers, 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 like loading a musket. They're shoving the food down, and the wings wow. are sticking out, and they eventually get on. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. I'm glad I don't eat like that. Wow. Although my kids do sometimes. <laughs> but here, here, here we go. Wow. Can you hear that? We can hear it loud and clear. This I'm afraid just... to get too close to the screen. I might get sucked in. And, now, now the, and then she feeds them, and then the birds, this is... This is uh, my, my wife's impressed with this. But after she feeds them, the bird kind of kind of tips over a little bit and produces a, a little fecal sac, a little bag of poop that the parents carry away. But in the first few days, the, the sacs weren't that big, and the, the mother would actually eat the sac on the spot. And my wife said, now that's a dedicated mother, because I don't <laughs> think she would be willing to do yeah, that. Yeah, the energy you get out of a dragonfly, it's worth it. I might start eating them because they're just, they never calm down. They never get quiet, and they can't even see. They don't, maybe if they saw what they were eating, they wouldn't be eating it in the first place. And this is how many chicks again that you, that you have there? 500. No, there's five. <laughs> it sounds like 500, doesn't it? It, it, it kind of does, yeah. That, me... That's five, and the parents are able to keep, keep them fed. And, and amazingly, these things look like nothing i mean like i said they're like they're like a chewed piece of gum they're so creepy and gooey looking and then 10 days from now they're going to be free-flying a uh, full-grown bird it's, it's crazy crazy cool i'll let you get back to the action mike all right we'll talk well i'll let you know when they fly uh, a week or two from now all right mike o'connor down there at the bird watchers general store orleans cape cod you can still hear them <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, Mike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Regular contributors include expert birders and authors such as Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and others. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. And we're back to the Mystery Bird Contest. And we have Ray in Florida, and we have Calvin in Salt Lake City, Utah. And first, our friend Caroline in Hummerock, Massachusetts. Uh, good morning, uh, Caroline. Hi, Ray. I just heard it's your birthday. See how we personalize things around here? Yes, it is. Happy birthday to you. What about our mystery bird contest, Caroline? Well, since it's my birthday, I guessed it was the <laughs> Carolina Wren. Oh, Carolina Wren. Just a guess. This won't ruin your birthday, will you, if that's not the uh, correct answer? No. Oh, that's good. It's not the Carolina Wren. But, Caroline, thank you, and, and happy birthday again. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Let's go to Ray somewhere in Florida, our namesake down there. Good morning, uh, Ray. Good morning, Ray. How are you? I'm doing well. We're in Florida, if you care to say. Clearwater, Florida. I'm actually in a kayak fishing. 
as we speak. Oh, my goodness. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> a kayak and clear water. Nice. Okay, so nice. our mystery bird, uh, Ray, what do you say? Eastern Eastern Whippoorwill. Eastern Whippoorwill. That is uh, such a top-quality guest that I don't even want us to play the sad trumpet, but it's too late. <laughs> Uh, that is a top-quality guess, but not exactly what we were looking for. Thank you, Ray. All right. Good luck with the fishing. Thank you. Take care. All right, Ray, down there in Clearwater, Florida, in a kayak. That's pretty nice. And we have Calvin in Salt Lake City, Utah. Good morning, Calvin. Hi. Oh, oh. It's young Calvin in uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, good morning, Calvin. What do you say the mystery bird is there? Chuck Will's widow. Chuck Will's widow. No kidding around about that. Nicely done. Did you get uh, get that on your own? A little help or not? You don't have to say. It's all right. It'll be our secret. That's okay. Maybe we will. Yes, Calvin. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. That's a good way to end our show, I think. The Chuck Will's widow is our mystery bird. Next week, you know, our show is about birds and conservation. Next week, we'll be focusing on something very special and very important, Plastic Free July, a global movement that helps millions of people be part of the solution to plastic pollution. And we'll have a special guest all the way from Australia on our show next week. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks to our great Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, and Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.